Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Warning signs come before destruction. This check financial engine light has came on in my life at one point in time, and I ignored it. Today, Anthony is sharing how you can identify those exact signs. And so because you didn't already have that, you're robbing your 55-year-old, your, your 60-year-old self so you can pay for something today. Now, before we hop into today's show, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe, and be sure to hit the notification bell so you can be notified every single time we drop a new video. Alrighty now, let's jump into the show. Welcome to the table, yeah, yeah. We gon' get real, we gon' get right. Oh, building up wealth, we gon' give life. Welcome to the table. So I'm sitting down with uh, a couple of uh, individuals here recently, and they were like, hey, <clears throat> do you see like warning signs that something is going wrong financially? And I was like, absolutely, man. I actually saw the signs, but I ignored them for my own self because I was enjoying where I was in life. I was enjoying spending the money, having a car because I looked good on the outer, but I knew on the inner, bro, you sinking. <laughs> and so I, I, I was like, you know, what? that's a good question. Like, I should really talk about this on my show. Like, what are some warning signs that lets you know, hey, if you see one of these signs, you need to stop dead in that track and step back and be like, all right, let me analyze what's going on with my finances. Let me analyze what's going on in my life. And let me get this fixed before it becomes a big problem, a huge problem. And this is why I think it's so, so, so important. Let me, let me say this. Um, because... We always talk about red flags. We always talk about warning signs. But do we really pay attention to them? Isn't it funny that we can see the warning signs? Or watch this. We can see the check engine light saying, warning, you need to check your engine. <laughs> but how many of us kept riding that car with the check engine light on and we never got it fixed? And the only time we took to get fixed was when the car would no longer start. I remember there's, there's a friend of mine and um, I got in her car and I saw the check engine light. I was like, yo, you gonna check that out? She's like, yeah, I'm gonna check it out. I'm checking it out next week. I said, all right. A month and a half later, I got in her car. What happened to you checking out the check engine light? She was like, it's, it's, it's all good. It's, it's, it's still riding good. And I was like, yeah, but it's giving you a warning that something is wrong with your engine. And sooner or later, if you do not get this fixed, it's gonna be a problem. Two weeks later, she calls me and asks me to come pick her up because she gotta get her car towed and she can't jump into the tow truck with the car. And I had to go pick her up. And I'll be real with you, she had an attitude with me because I was like, I told you. She said, I don't wanna be here, I told you. I don't wanna hear I told you right now. I, 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 I don't wanna hear this right now, A.O. Now I, now I got to go fix the car. And I, got, I said, now, listen, it probably would have been cheaper. It probably would have been cheaper if you would have got it fixed when the check engine light came on. But instead, because the car was still riding smoothly, because you didn't feel any difference in the ride in the car, you ignored the, the warning signs. And because you ignored the warning signs, now you have a deeper issue. And in life, God sends us check engine lights, check financial lights when it comes to our finances. And there's five lights. There's, there's five warning signs that I need you to pay attention to when it comes to your finances. And when you see this, jump on the phone with a financial advisor, come watch some of my shows and see how you can fix it. Heck, hit me up, get some one-on-one -on -one coaching if I offered it at the time. Go sit down with a budget person. I don't know, whatever it is. 
Do not let that check engine light, check money light stay on in your life for a long period of time because the deeper you get, the harder it's going to be to get out of it and the more expensive it will be for you to fix it. So let's get into these five warning signs real quick. That's going to really, really help you. Navigate your finances correctly and avoid and avoid mistakes. Now, I want to start off with saying this. I say this often, uh, but my father taught me something when I was younger. He taught, he taught me the six P's. Proper prior planning prevents poor performances. So if we can properly priorly plan when we see the warning sign, it's going to prevent poor performances. It's going to prevent us from going through hell and unnecessary hell. Put it like that. Uh, because we saw the warning sign and we fixed it. Here's, 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 here's number one. Um, you're starting to live paycheck to next week. Listen, I didn't say paycheck to paycheck. I said you're starting to live paycheck to next week. Meaning if you get paid on Friday and by typically everyone gets paid on the 1st or the 15th or every other Friday, right? So let's just say for an example right now, you get paid on the 1st. And by the 7th, you're already broke. You don't have nothing in your savings account. You only got $200 in your checking account. And that $200 is for gas. That is a warning sign. This is a sign that lets you know, hey, I need to do something with my finances. Hey, we don't have enough money to even get us to the next paycheck. There are a lot of people who are living paycheck to paycheck. But can I be real with you? There are a lot of people who are living, I got paid on Friday, more than 50% of my money is gone by Tuesday. Warning sign, you need more income. Warning sign, you need to look at your expenses. Warning sign, what are we doing? And what we will do is, what we will do is, we would get so comfortable with that lifestyle, that that lifestyle now becomes, this is going to be bad grammar, but now it becomes uncomfortable normal. <laughs> it just becomes, it's normal to be uncomfortable. It's normal to drive and do life with this warning sign on. Oh, I'm used to living paycheck to Tuesday. It's, it's cool. I just know when I get my check, pay the stuff. Get a little bit of groceries. And I'll be all right. At least I got a roof over my head. At least I got clothes on my back. At, at, least, at least I got a little something, something to eat at the house. I'm used to it. I'm used to going into work and people say, hey, you want to drive away and get something to eat? No, I'm good. I ain't got no gas for that. I'm used to asking people if they need a ride. You got to pay me gas because I ain't got a gas money. It is so shocking that people are willing to be uncomfortable every day of their life, for the rest of their life, instead of looking at that warning sign and saying, you know, let me be really uncomfortable for 12 months and let me change this around. And both of my cars, one of my cars, check engine light, just came on. As soon as it came on, I called the shop. I said, hey, man, I need to bring the car in. Check engine light just came on. I don't like check engine lights. I don't like warning signs. Because warning signs is warning comes before destruction. I don't want to be on the side of the road thinking I'm going one place and my car turns off. Because I've been driving it for months with the warning signs on. When it was giving me a warning, hey, if you don't take care of this, destruction is coming. Issues are coming. If you don't take care of your finances, if you don't get some level of income coming in, if you don't change how you're spending your money, destruction is coming. And how many of you, I want you to put this in the chat, put this in the chat, put this in the comments. If you're listening to this on YouTube, I mean, on podcast, hey, come over to YouTube and put it in the, uh, put it in the comments for me. Just, just put, hey, I've been there. 
This check engine light has come on in my life. This financial, yeah, I like that. This financial engine light has came on. Ooh, that's good right there. I'm gonna start using that. I'm gonna teach that. This financial engine light, check financial engine light has came on in my life at one point in time. And I ignored it. If that's you, put a, I ignored the light in the comment section. What's going on, fam? It's your boy, Anthony O'Neill here, and I want to thank my dear friends at BetterHelp for sponsoring today's amazing show. Now, here's the thing. The end of the year can be a mixed bag of emotions. Let's be real, right? Uh, joy, stress, and a bit of seasonal blues, especially if we're single. That's why I think it's key to find something positive to kind of balance this thing out. One thing that's worked for me has been therapy because I truly do believe therapy can be a game changer. It's about building skills, setting boundaries, and empowering yourself to be your very best self. And that's where my friends at BetterHelp comes in. It's online therapy, convenient and super flexible. You simply fill out a brief 10 minute questionnaire, get matched with an amazing licensed therapist quickly. And what I really love about it is, let's say if you need to switch and try someone else out, you can. So listen, this season, I want you to find your bright spot with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash AO. Let's make this season about thriving, not just surviving. Let's get back to the show. And if I could type it in there, I'm typing. I ignored the light. I, I just, I just simply ignored it. I remember when I got that check, my first check from the um, dealership. And I woke up the next morning after spending all that money at a ship club. I saw the light. Because that check was fat and I only had maybe maybe $1,200, $1,300 left in my name. And y'all, here's the sad part. In the, in, the, in the car business, you only get paid once a month. My company right now, I only pay my staff once a month. They get one big check every single month, plus their commission check on the 15th. And that was the same thing with us. We got our draw every week, every Monday. The draw was like 300 bucks. But we didn't really get our check until like the 10th of the month. And so I had just got my check right around the 10th and on the 12th, I only got $1,200 in my name. And I knew I got 300 coming in in the next, you know, a few Mondays. But I'm like, wow, I saw the check engine line. Then the next month I got a check. And I did a little better with the finances, but I still went out there and bought things. I remember I drove to Atlanta and I stayed at a very high-end I forgot that uh, that hotel in Atlanta. I don't know if it's still there. I think it still is, but the restaurant still, it moves slowly, very slowly around. And I remember, I remember renting a Cadillac Escalade, <laughs> uh, not Escalade, a Cadillac car for me and my girlfriend at the time to drive to Atlanta because I wanted to ball out. So I got this little luxury car, Cadillac, which I thought was super luxury back then. And it's really not luxury. That was a grandpa car. And I got that car, rented us a real nice suite up in Atlanta. Got us a real nice reservation at that at that hotel that moves very slowly around. You could look out the window. And I remember coming back home, and I only had like another thousand dollars to my name, and I think that check was like six thousand dollars. What am I saying? I remember making six figures that year, and. I saw all the warning signs. Something happened at the dealership and at that dealership, and I'll never forget, destruction came. I'm out there selling a car. I'm, I'm about to sell a car. And then I see this van pulls in. Three people get out of the car. They go inside. They serve paper to the general manager. They go to the back. They take all of the keys. They get back in the van and they leave. Destruction came. They shut down the dealership. Couldn't sell the car that I was about to sell. 
Our store manager's like, hey, man, we're going to talk to the people and we're going to see what's going on. But right now we can't sell any cars. We stay there for a whole week coming in. Trying to get people to be on standby. We're being told we're going to get the cars back. And we didn't get the cars back. And they closed the dealership. And I remember going home and I'm, and I'm calling my dad and I'm like, yo, dad, they just shut down the dealership. He was like, what? We're talking. At the end of the conversation, he said, well, you should be good. How much money you got in your savings account? I was like, maybe $500. He was like, excuse me? He was like, son, your rent, y'all, my rent at that time was $550 a month. My car note was crazy because I was driving a BMW. And he was like, wait, wait. So son, you got to go file unemployment to live and survive? Destruction came. And I didn't, I, I didn't acknowledge the warning lights. And because I didn't acknowledge the warning lights, when life hit, I wasn't prepared for it. And I'll never forget putting myself on unemployment when I had no reason. Well, even if I had a savings account, I still would have put myself on, job, on, on um, unemployment to get that money at the time while I was looking for another job. But I had no reason, zero reason to be struggling at that age of my life, making that kind of money. And my mandatory bills at the time was only maybe with, with rent, car note, insurance, utilities, maybe 1500 bucks a month. And I'm making far more than five, $6,000 net every month. But I was balling. So that's number one. That's number one. I like this, God. You just gave me something new. Check financial engine light that you got to start paying attention to. Here's number two. You're starting to struggle to afford basic necessities. So, so, so this could be like, hey, I may not be living paycheck to paycheck per se, but I can't even I can't even afford to get groceries inside the house. I, 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 all the groceries that we need. Like I can't get all of the basic things that we need to survive in the house. And and this is where some people get upset with me because I, I, I say this often. I'm like, man, for single people, if you can't afford basic necessities, you don't afford and need to be dating. If, if, if you can't afford to pay for your rent, if you can't afford to pay for um, your utilities, your light bill, your water bill, if you got to go every other month, pay the light bill today and then skip a month and then go pay it next month. Um, um, if you got to be the people, have y'all ever done this before? Let's, let's be real. Let, let, let's just be real. I don't know about y'all, but put it, put it in, uh, put it in the comments, put, put me in the comments, just put me. And I know who's talking to me. Um, but when I was younger, I remember calling the cell phone company and asking them to extend, give me grace for 30 days before turning off my bill. I mean, turn off my phone. Have you, any, any of you all, any of you all, may not today because it's a different kind of generation today, but do y'all remember back in the nineties, what the early, the late nineties and the early two thousands, you know, I used to call into, who was I with? I was actually with AT&T back then. And I would call an AT&T customer line and say, Hey man, I came on struggling times. Can, can you give me a two week extended? I mean, just two weeks uh, to p get the bill in. Then I call them back in the two weeks and like, Hey, I don't have the full $150, but I can give you 60. Can that buy me some more time? Well, give us 60. And what we'll do is we'll extend this. Have any of you all ever had to call into your light company, your mortgage company, your, your landlord and say, Hey, listen, I don't have it all, but I have some. Can, can, can you give me some grace? Put me in the comments. If you're listening to this on podcast, just say me out loud. Just say me out loud uh, because I don't know about y'all, but I've been there to where the basic necessities I had to call. Now, one thing about it is I never played with my landlord at the time. Never played. He got his money and he got his money on time. Right. But I remember coming home one day in Fayetteville, North Carolina. My lights were off and I had the money. But I wasn't doing the right thing with it. And I didn't pay the light bill. 
Can I tell you what I did? I decided to go on a cruise with my girlfriend at the time. So I didn't pay any of my bills, any of my necessities. I went over here. But if you are not in a position to where you can afford to pay for your basic necessities, that's a check financial engine light on. Check financial engine light on. We can't put groceries on the table. That's not normal. That's not okay. That's a check financial engine light on. We can't pay our insurance bill. That's not normal. That's not okay. That's a check financial engine light on. I may not be able to pay my rent this month. That's not normal. That's not okay. So if you're at a point to where you're starting to struggle to afford basic necessities, that's a check financial engine light. Let me even go deeper. I love you, mama. Every time I say this, my mom said, that doesn't happen. That did not happen. I'm like, huh? It did. If you can't afford to buy your kids school clothes, if you can't afford to buy your kids shoes for school, that's a check financial engine light on. I remember going to school. And my mom remembers this story differently, and I only can explain it the way that I explain it. Maybe, I'm, maybe I should invite all of my parents in and be like, hey, let's have a conversation. This is what I remember. <laughs> Tell me why do I remember it this way? And y'all explain to me differently what was going on. But I remember going to school and I had to put black tape on the bottom of my shoes because we couldn't afford to get different kinds of shoes. We didn't have different options of shoes. Man, we had like one or two pair of, uh, of school shoes. We had one or two pair of church shoes. Then we had one or two pairs of, technically, actually only one, one pair of just playing outside shoes. Like these are just outside. If you're going to play basketball, if you're going to do that, that's cool. Then when I started running track, yeah, my mom and dad bought me some cleats. But um, we didn't have a whole bunch of options like we have today in our closet. I got probably 40 pair of shoes, 50 pair of shoes in my closet right now for different outfits, for different colors, for, for different settings. Cool, great. Back then, no. And when, when, when your kids have holes in their shoes, that's a check financial engine light on. Because you should never get to the point to where your kids have to wear shoes with holes in them. Now, I get it. They come home, they, they go to school, and one day they come home, they got holes in them. Cool, that's not a check financial engine light. That's a, your kid did something, boom, great. But if you're at a point to where they come home and you're saying, hey, I got to tape them up. Hey, hey, we need to adapt and adjust on this one. That's a check financial engine light. If you got to go into, ooh, Man, I hate I hate saying I hate, I hate telling my family business, but I just believe it it it, it helps. And, and I want to say this, man. I grew up with amazing parents. My mom sometimes feels as if she was an amazing mom because of the, some of the things that we say. But I want to go on record publicly and say, man, I wouldn't be where I am today without my parents, without my mom, without my without my mothers, and without my fathers. But as I've, as I've grown, as I've evolved, I'm like, man, that wasn't normal. Maybe it was normal to, to, to that culture, but just because it was normal doesn't mean it was okay. It was a check financial engine light. I remember one day my father went inside the kitchen because we were hungry and my dad had to put something together for dinner. And all we had was milk, bread, and eggs. So what do you think my dad did for dinner? He made French toast and eggs. Now, don't get it twisted. I love me some French toast and I can eat that anytime. <laughs> but my father, because we had a check financial engine light on, we could barely afford certain things at that season in life to get all the proper groceries in place. And so we had to do French toast, eggs, and water for dinner. Now, because of the syrup and stuff like that, I mean, at that time, we were happy kids. 
We didn't know we were we were we were hurting. We didn't know that there was a financial engine light on for our family. We didn't know that. But as we got older, wait a minute. I see it. I see it. I see it. Which leads me into number three. Number three. Uh, five warning signs are financially sinking. Five warning signs. Uh, five financial check or five. Yeah, financial check. Not check. Five financial check engine light signs. This is good. Here's number three. You're starting to dip into your savings and or investments. When, when you have to get into your savings, I understand when emergencies come, things unexpected come, I understand it. Warning signs are not only warning signs because of emergencies. Warning signs could be, hey man, you're making bad financial decisions now. It's not because you're broke. It's not because you're not making a lot of money. It's just like, hey, it's... It's, it's an engine light. Um, I was talking to one of the mechanics and he said, sometimes the engine light comes on, not because the car came into a problem, but because how you drove the car. I was like, what? Give me an example. He said, for an example, if you pull up to the deal, um, to, if you pull up to the gas station and you leave the car running and you fill up the car while the car is running, sometimes the check engine light will come on because it's not made to be running while you're putting gas in it. That's why we suggest turn off the vehicle while you're refueling the vehicle. That could spark something on the engine because it's, it's not supposed to be running while it's getting refueled. I'm like, okay. So sometimes the check engine light comes on because of something you did. It's like, really? It was like, yes. Um, um, you can go up to the gas station. You can turn the car off. If you fill it up and if you don't put the cap back on all the way and you leave the cap off and you drive for a certain amount of time without the check without the cap being correct, the check engine light can come on. So it's not just about the car. It is about you. You made a bad decision. You did something that the engine was not prepared for. So when these check engine lights come on with our finances, it's not always, oh my gosh, we're living paycheck to paycheck. Oh my gosh, we're not making enough money. No, it's you're not making the right decisions with your money. And you wanted to go on vacation and you dipped into your investments so you can take you and your girlfriend, you and your boyfriend, or go on a vacation with you and your girls. And so because you didn't already have that and save for that uh, in, in the past, now you're going into your 401k. Now you're going into your future. You're robbing your 55-year-old, your, your 60-year-old self so you can pay for something today. And that is a, uh-uh, we got a problem. That's a warning sign. You are starting to financially sink because then now you're robbing from your future. Then when you get 60, when you get 65 and you're ready to, to retire, you only got $20,000 in retirement because you spent all of your retirement income trying to chill out and be with your friends. But you ignored, you ignored the warning signs. This is good. And I'm speaking to myself. What's going on, family? It's your boy, Anthony O'Neill. Now, before we get into today's show, I want to talk about something that's very important to me. You see, growing up, seeing folks who looked like me on TV, hearing them on the radio or reading their words, it showed me we could own our own narratives. It's more than just seeing black faces. It's about hearing our truths. You see, legends like Oprah and icons like Tyler Perry, they weren't just entertaining. They were mirrors of our resilience, our joy and our struggles. That's why NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths hits totally different. It's a whole vibe of celebration, capturing every shade of our experience. Imagine diving into the tales that speak to our soul, from the laughter and love to the real talk about what shapes us, from legends in the game to stories about our everyday heroes. This collection has no 
bounds. You see, recently I got to tune into an episode and let me keep it real with you. It's like sitting down with my family. The host, the stories, it's all about us and it's for us. It's real, it's raw, it's relevant, and it's uplifting. Showing every facet of being black in today's world. It's time to level up our playlist. After today's show, dive into Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR. Wherever you get your podcast, let's keep making sure our stories are told by us for us. Now let's get to today's show. What's going on, fam? It's your boy, Anthony O'Neill. Have you ever wanted to uh, get into a new culture? Or are you even thinking about taking a trip and you really want to know what people are saying around you? Or maybe you're like me and you want to learn something new. I remember how hard it was to learn a language in school. And because of textbooks, it wasn't enough for me. Well, let me introduce you to my new friends over at Rosetta Stone. It's a top choice for learning languages and has been for over 30 years. Now you can use it right on your computer or on your phone. It's more than just trusting and remembering words. It's about getting deep into the language, being able to speak, listen, and even think differently. You see, Rosetta Stone has 25 languages from Spanish to French to even Japanese and a whole lot more. They even have this cool speech recognition called True Accent that helps you say things right. And there's a special deal just for you. A lifetime membership to all 25 languages for 50% off. So don't wait. Now's the perfect time to start learning a new language. My listeners can get this awesome deal for a limited time. Just go to rosettastone.com today. Start unlocking languages and traveling with no worries by going to rosettastone.com today. Let's forget about all these language barriers and let's get into today's show. What's going on, family? Let's talk about something that's been buzzing in the tech world, AI safety and security. How do you feel about the rapid advancements in AI and the potential risk that it brings? Have you heard of the stories about AI being tricked? It's a real concern, but fear not because there's a real solution, AI Red Teaming. You see, AI Red Teaming is all about stress testing. You see, AI models and deployments to prevent unauthorized access and data leaks. It's about ensuring that your AI can't be tricked into providing information beyond its intended use. And guess what? You don't have to do it alone. My friends over at HackerOne has a community of over 750 active hackers specializing in AI security testing. You see, in a recent engagement, just 18 hackers identified over 100 valid findings in just two weeks. That's the power of ethical hackers. Wow. So if you want to ensure the safety and security of your AI deployments, look no further. Head over to HackerOne.com and explore their AI red teaming services. With strategic flexibility, rapid deployment, and a hybrid talent strategy, HackerOne has everyone, everything you need to safeguard your AI. Don't let AI keep you up at night. Visit HackerOne.com today and rest easy knowing that your AI is in safe hands. I was about to go into my savings and purchase a home. I, I, I've been saving to do some major renovations to this home. And I've been doing some major renovations to my current home. One of the renovations is I want to put a pool in my backyard. I've always said like, hey, before I turn 40, I want to live in a house that has a pool. So I'm saving all this money uh, to, to get this house up to par because I want a pool in the backyard. I love swimming. I miss getting into the pool. I want to leave my bed, put on my swim trunks, go downstairs, get in my pool. I've always wanted to do that. But then all of a sudden, this opportunity came up to where I can get a big old house, custom built house on the water, on the Potomac River. And I was like, oh my goodness. And I was looking at the cost of the land by itself, plus to put the house on it. I was like, yo, I don't, I don't have that in my savings when I've been saving for my house, but I have it in my savings. I can go into my savings, dip into my savings and add that to the savings that I was saving for my house and then spend that to get into this house. And thank God I have a, 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 an accountability partner 
that can see the warning signs and say, bro, that, you don't need that. No, that's going to lead to destruction. <laughs> you don't need that big of a house. You don't need that big of, 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 of um, you know, expenses added to your life right now. He said, boy, that's a warning sign. No, it's just you and a dog. You're already at, you know, 5,000 square feet. Man, put that pool in the backyard. You've been saving for that. You can pay for that. Man, put that pool up there. Paint your house. Call it a wrap. You are in a gorgeous house that people would love to live in. You're driving the cars that you want. Boy, sit your butt down and pay attention to the warning sign. Because you should not be going into your savings to buy a house. Just because you have the money doesn't mean you need to spend it. And boy, I was excited about that house. I mean, I, I remember driving my whole team by there. I'm, I'm driving my friends by there. I'm calling my pastor. I mean, I'm like, yo, I'm about to ball out, boy. I'm about to be chilling. And I almost ignored a financial check engine light in my own life. Which leads me to, actually, I'm going to give y'all a bonus one. I'm adding this one in there. A number four. Another light that you need to pay attention to. Another sign you need to be looking out for. When you no longer listen to your financial accountability partners, that's when you know you're starting to sink. When your mentors, when your spouse, when, when whoever that person is that you've given permission to hold you accountable for your goals, for your vision. That's how, that's another sign that you gotta pay attention to, to let you know you're, you're financially sinking. Because if I would have said, bump you, sir, I'm gonna go do what I wanna do, I'm sinking. When I no longer respect the voices in my life who I've given authority to speak into my life, who I've given authority to hold me to my vision, I am sinking. And some of you all right now don't even have that person in your life. You're drowning. And you need to get someone who can hold you accountable to your vision for your life. If, if, if you're not talking about money, ooh, I'm about to go there. I'm going to go off a little bit on this one. Let me, let me talk to the people who who out here dating in the streets. If, if you two are seriously dating with the intent of being married, mm, um, while I don't do the whole living together before marriage, I know a lot of my people do live together before marriage. And if you are living together and you all have not sat down and said, hey, what is our goal financially? Like, what are we doing together? Y'all don't love each other. I'm going to say it. I don't care if you are the man and you feel as if it's my responsibility to pay the bills. If you two are not on the same page of the end goal of what are we doing financially as a couple, what is our end goal? That is a financial warning sign. That is a warning sign that you are about to sink because if two are not aligned, you are sinking. I'm going here. I'm going there. We got arguments. I'm stressed out. And can I be real with you ladies? Oh, this is going to be good. This is going to be good. Huh? Most men would not tell you they're stressed about their finances because we feel as if, when I'm saying, I'm not going to say we, because ain't me. Ain't me. Ain't no woman living with me. And if she was living with me and I'm stressed financially, she going to know that. But most men will not say, I'm feeling stressed financially because they love you, because they want to be there for you. And they're just going to try, try and do it. But they want you to step up and bring something to the table. But most good men are not going to be like, hey, I need you to bring something to the table. If we're talking about marriage, if we're talking about doing something and we're living together, which I don't think you should be living together. But if you are, y'all need to be bringing something to the table. And brothers, you need to step up to the plate and say, hey, listen, what's our vision? Where are we going? Well, what are we doing? 
I, I'm paying all the bills, but what are you doing? <laughs> are, 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 are you setting aside some money for marriage? Or are you setting some money aside so we can go buy a home? Or, or are you setting it like, what are we doing? What's the vision for our family? And ladies, you don't even know. You think that everything's going good, but that man is stressed. That man internally is, is, is going through depression because he's having to carry all the weight and he's carrying all the weight because simply y'all two have not sat down and said, hey, what is our goal? How do we hold each other accountable to our goals? I'm not saying y'all need to come together and combine income, but y'all need to be aligned and make sure you all are thinking about money the same way and we're going the same direction. Period. And if you're living together, get married. You know what I'm saying? Let's do it. That's how you know you're financially sinking. That's a warning sign when you and your significant other you and your lover are not on the same page financially and you're not working towards the same goal. Because it leads me to the next sign, which I think this is number five or six. It's number five. Yeah, it's number five. It leads me to the next one. You're starting to stress about money. You're starting to stress about money. When people come up and say, well, I need this or, you know, it's going to cost this. You, you start feeling anxiety. Your heart starts beating fast. When you're scared to ask a question, how much is this going to cost? That's a financial warning sign. I don't remember the last time I've asked that question and I felt Depressed. It's been a long time. Like I, I'm like, y'all, I get it. I mean, I, at this season of my life, I get it. Trust me, I'm still very I'm frugal with my money. Frugal with my company's money. Because I have, I have team members that them and their families are depending on my stewardness, my, my wise counsel, my, my moves when it comes with the company's finances. And so I'm very, very wise with, with what I'm doing, but I don't feel stressed. Do I have stressful moments because of, because of big decisions I have to make? Absolutely. Do I feel nervous sometimes hiring brand new people? Abs absolutely, because that's another life, that's another family that is, that is up underneath my, my caring. I, I absolutely do. But when it comes to Money in general, I don't feel stressed about money. I feel like, okay, God, we could do this. I feel confident that my team, we could build the company to the point where we're going to go and, and my team can make more money for themselves, more money for the family. I, I feel it. I feel it. But when you're starting to feel stressed, when you, when, when you are scared to look at the bills in your mailbox, when, when you are scared to walk to your mailbox, when you're scared to answer your phone, when, when you and your loved one, you and your spouse are sitting there and y'all talking about money and you start getting anxiety and you start feeling stress, that's a huge financial check engine light on. Wait a minute. Why do I feel this way? And when you start feeling stress, stress brings depression. When you bring, when you start having depression, Depression leads to bad decisions to where now you have destruction. You have, oh no. And I want to pause right there because a lot of you watching right now feel stressed about money. And I, I, I don't believe that making more money is the answer to your problem. I think money is part of the answer. But another huge part of the answer is therapy. It's really taking the time to, 
Sit down and figure out, hey, mentally, how did I get here? Mentally, why did I make these bad decisions with money? Mentally, let's be real. Y'all don't have to comment on this one. You're not going to tell me the truth. But mentally, why did I feel as if I needed to impress these people? Mentally, why did I feel like I had to do this, look this certain kind of uh, way, or drive this certain kind of car, or live in a certain kind of house to impress it? What on the inside of me mentally made me feel this way? And I think the best thing you can do is not just make more money because more money is just going to bring a bigger check financial engine light. And so we got to fix our mental first. We got to have a conversation and dig deep down into our soul to figure out why am I making these decisions? Which goes to the last sign. Why am I dodging the mailbox and the credit card collectors? What, 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 why? Am I dodging people? And I want to say this with all love, with all respect. Go get therapy. Um, um, go get therapy. My friends over at BetterHelp have so many therapists that can sit down with you and really dive deep into why are you ignoring the warning signs around your finances? Watch this. Not just your finances, but why are you ignoring the warning signs around your relationships, around your mental health, around your 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 children? Like I, we all see warning signs. For the most part, we may not see specific warning signs coming for our health. But we see warning signs in relationships and money, and we ignore them. And I want to submit to you today to not ignore those warning signs. To, to, to sit down. Yes, we need to make money. But then also, let's go see a therapist. Let's sit down and have a conversation with someone and really dig deep into why am I making these decisions? Because mom, dad, your kids are depending on you to see these signs and fix them earlier on. And here is my biggest plea as I end today's show a little bit earlier than normal. Let's not pass down warning signs to our kids. Let's not make it so normal that warning signs have become normal to our families, and our kids are dealing with the same warning signs that we dealt with for years. And because we didn't address them, now we're passing down warning signs to our kids and to our kids' kids and to our kids' kids' kids. And now it becomes normal in the legacy of our family. That's not okay. And I don't know about you, but I refuse. I refuse to be that kid. I refuse to be that husband, that father, that man, that leader. Because you know why? Mm, I ain't gonna like this. That's selfish. I didn't want to address it because I was scared to address the warning signs. I was scared of how it was gonna make me feel. I was scared of how it was gonna make me look. You're tired of living paycheck to paycheck? You see the warning sign? That means now I got to tell my friends I can't go out do, and do this anymore. I, I, I got to tell, watch this. I got to tell my kids we can't do this right now for a season because I see a warning sign in our finances and I want to fix it so you can have a better life. Not just a better today, not just a better month, but a better life. So I'm going to fix this warning sign. I'm going to fix my finances now so that way I can give you a better life. And if I give you a better life, my grandchildren will have a better life. It stops with me. The buck stops here. The warning sign, it stops right here. Even now as a single man, I see warning signs in my life. Now, today. And I'm addressing them. I, I am addressing them because I don't want to be the husband that saw the warning signs as a single man and I didn't address them because it was just me. How many warning signs? I'm getting off money here. Now I'm just getting to the preaching. But how many warning signs do we see in life when we do not address them? You know you got an attitude problem, woman. 
but you don't want to address it because it's just you and it's normal. He just got to deal with this. No, no, no. You don't even want to deal with an attitude problem, but you don't mind someone else dealing with it. No, fix it. Address that warning sign. So this way, when God sends that God-fearing, on-purpose, man with a vision, good-looking, six-foot-tall, six-figure income God, per se, and he's the man of your dreams, your, your attitude that you know you've had for years, your issue or whatever that warning sign is that you know you've had for years doesn't end, doesn't destruct that beautiful relationship that could have happened. We all got warning signs. My warning sign. I, I, man, listen. Um, um, I, I, I actually like being alone. I enjoy being by myself. <laughs> I enjoy being at my home with my dog, who's just gonna be quiet and just look at me. I enjoy doing what I want to do when I want to do it, and I know that is a warning sign. I'm getting therapy about it. I'm figuring out why am I like this at my core. When I found out why I'm like this at my core, now I'm teaching myself and I'm forcing myself to get out more, and I'm educating and putting myself in environments that's gonna get me there because when I find my wife, when I find my favor. I don't want to be that guy. And, and what I'm seeing now is we don't fix it until we have to fix it. We don't address the warning sign until we are forced to address the warning sign. You know you're not making the right decisions with your money. You know you should be out of this relationship, but you're going to wait until he cheats on you. And you're, you're going to wait until there's a bad situation going on and then, then you're leaving. You know you should be doing this differently, but you're going to wait until you have to do it. And that is poor stewardship over our lives. So, please address these warning signs, family. Please. 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 I'm, I, am, I, am, I am asking you to please address these warning signs. Because I firmly believe when we address these warning signs, when we get the, the proper help, the proper counsel, man, our lives will be better and your finances will be better. Address them. And I promise you, you will thank yourself later. That's the end of today's show. God bless you, and I'll see you in the next one. Peace out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.